Trust in God and God will make your path straight. And in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. We did say um, at the annual parish meeting we were thinking of doing evangelical services and having evangelical type frameworks. So I did this at St Matthew's a little while ago and everyone kind of went, what's going on today? So we're going to do it here as well. Today I want to talk about identity and I want to speak about the idea of what it means to have our identity in Christ and how we can reach out to others around us. How can we, like Paul says, he was a Jew and he was being a Jew when he was sharing the gospel. With the Greeks, he went into their culture and shared the gospel in their culture. So I'm thinking here, what could be your testimony? If we're talking about an evangelical style of service, we're talking about testimony, things that have come up for you. So I'm asking if you'd like to offer just one thought. So while I'm giving you my thought, about identity and how it shifted in my life, I want you to have a moment. So being, being a Christian, it shifted one part of my identity. Growing up in a volatile house with my dad kind of you know, beating me up at different times and mum having a mental illness, I grew up thinking that I was unlovable, that no one could love me. If my own parents couldn't do anything nice to me, who else could? And so I came across the gospel. And it said Jesus loved me. And then I looked further and I realised I wasn't unlovable. I was actually quite loved. And it helped me shift an identity in myself that said no one wanted me, no one cared for me too. I was very important to God and therefore I had a place in this world. So that's how the gospel shifted me. That's how my identity changed at that point. So I've got a microphone. It's set to record because what we do is we share things onto the uh, online community. So if you wish not to, um, not for that not to be on, tell me and I'll cut that bit out. But it would be lovely. The, the online community we are building, we're up to about 60 to 70 people now, and they really revel in hearing what you guys do and how the gospel's affecting your life. So would anyone like to, in a couple of sentences, tell them how Jesus, Jesus' presence in their life shifted their identity? You don't have to. It's just an offer. <laughs> Thank you, Avril. Um, I think for me, um, I often have the great feeling that Christ walks beside me. Sometimes I even feel he rests his hand gently on my shoulder when I need it. I always ask for strength in my life. I always want, um, I want that presence to be with me so that I can be a little calmer, a little less volatile in the way I think I'm very much like my mother, you know, up there and come down. And I think sometimes when you can pull back a little bit and say, you know, Christ is with me, he'll help me, give me strength, I then can go on. Thank you, Avril. Would anyone else like to share just a thought or two? Just a couple of minutes, Ivan, a couple of minutes. Well... God being in my life basically is um, it's a test every day for me and that I know that I still struggle with certain things for, the, um, for many years and that 
what I say that um, even people in my situation that go through certain things and even being a Christian and um, knowing that you're struggling with certain things, even with your um, you know, being, not being patient enough or getting angry or whatever it is, I pray that knowing that the gospel gives you hope, knowing that you will overcome it one day. You will. And I just pray knowing that to people out there, not to give up. Not to give up because God will come and he'll help you and show you the way. Thank you, Ivan. Anyone else? Again, it's not compulsory, but it's just a, a way we can reach out. All right, I'll just turn this off so that there's no reverb happening. Thank you for sharing, Ivan and Avil. That was very kind. But what we get when we talk about Jesus being in our life is that as we grow in the gospel, as we hear the gospel, as the Spirit works in our life, our identity as a young Christian, as someone that just was convicted, is very different to where we are now in our journey. Hearing Ivan, hearing Avril, I can hear in their, in their identity that they're at a point where they've gone through a journey with Jesus being in their lives. It's not just, I'm, I've just got Jesus and I'm ready-made and I'm a cookie-cutter and this is who I am and I'm a Christian and I'm ready to go. We hear the struggle in faith. We hear the need for the hand on our shoulder at different times for Jesus to be with us. So when you think about your identity, I hope that there is something similar in your journey with Jesus where when you heard about Jesus, whether it be a day or two ago or months ago or years ago, that where you were back then in your faith journey and in your um, adherence to Jesus' word, you are in a different space now. Maybe you've matured, maybe you're still maturing. I don't know, That's a, I always say that your journey with Jesus is so very, very personal. But we can all, we can all agree that at some point when we compare our identity, we are very different. And I'm labouring the point because we are looking at renaming the parish and in the next two weeks we're going to have a parish conference at St Matthew's and a parish conference here at St Linus's the week after. And I will be discussing identity. I will be discussing the name. I will be discussing how that fits into our identity. And one of the things I know with churches, having worked through renewing and refreshing and revitalising parishes, is that we hold on to the identity of a church and we want to keep it there. We want to lock it in. We want to, we want to keep it in a particular way and we don't, want to, we don't want it to ever change. And yet, our own faith journeys are not reflected in the way we administer and look after our churches. We are not locked in to being in one particular way. We are moving and journeying with Jesus. And so our church, our place of worship, needs to move and journey with Jesus. Our parish needs to move and journey with Jesus. Indeed, if we rename, rename the parish now in 10 years' time, maybe the priest that's with you at that point might be going, well, let's look at renaming the parish again. Because one of the things that comes out of Paul's words is that we, we work in the culture that surrounds us. We work with those people. We meet them where they're at. We don't ask them to meet us, meet them, meet, 
we don't ask them to meet us where we're at. Paul goes into their culture, and and he speaks he speaks to the Greeks as they were with talking about the symbols of the Greek gods. For example, it wasn't very it wasn't very hard to understand that a god would have a child on earth. Many of the gods in the Greek culture would have children with uh, mortal women. So it wasn't a stretch for them to think that. But how does that apply to Jesus? How does that apply to our one true God? Well, when you go in the culture, the gods were all fighting amongst each other and they were really a representation of humans in a, in a, in a, di- in a deity form. And so when Paul would speak to them, he spoke to them about the fact that, no, God is not us in, in, a, in a glorified way. God is different. And his son came to redeem us so that we could have a relationship with him. There was no relationship between the Greek gods and humans. Gods were here, humans were here, there, and the humans were the gods' puppets. They weren't cared for, they weren't nurtured. So when you go into that culture and you bring the gospel... All of a sudden, the people hearing your words hear that God loves, them. God loves them. And God isn't an adversarial God, but God is a God that wants to bring them into his presence. Part of what we started, or what I started when I became appointed here at the parish, was to, use, was to um, release the Healthy Church Framework. And one of the aspects of the healthy church framework is how do we reinvent ourselves so that we can release the glory of God into, our, into the community that surrounds us? How do we get contemporary? How do we get ourselves locked in but not give up the standard of the gospel? You see, in being a Greek to a Greek, in being a Jew to a Jew, in being someone under the law to someone else who was under the law but not living by the law, It's very important, that statement, because Paul says to us, we don't change our perception of the gospel and the way the gospel works in our lives and and just make it something that will fit anything. The gospel tells us that Jesus died for our sins. The gospel tells us that God loves us. The gospel tells us that Jesus is all-powerful in heaven and earth and in every realm that exists. And that he died for us, for our sins, and that he rose and gave us the hope of the resurrection. We don't change that. We just know the different cultures. I know different people that growing up, I, I knew people from soccer and I'd talk to them as a soccer guy. I'd, I'd be in a particular way you know, with my uni mates and I'd talk to them in a uni way. We all have our different ways of talking to people that surround us. And so, if we're doing that, then our parish needs to be doing that as well. And so I I contend and I ask you to think about as we move forward that we need to be a parish that looks at our creed and recites the creed each and every week, but also has one eye on the community and one eye on the people that surround us, so that we ourselves can be more relevant and we can make the gospel relevant in their way, not by changing the gospel or the message, but by sharing it in the way that people understand now. 
our life circumstances, the culture that surrounds us changes. How we are as a community from the 1950s is different to how we are in 2024. So we need, whilst we can't change the building, and I would never change it, it's an, it's an amazing place to be in. But what can we do about the heart of who we are as worshippers? What can we do about the heart of who we are as evangelists, as people reaching out to the community? And that's the question that I'm going to be looking at over the next two weeks with you guys and with uh, our brothers and sisters at St. Matthew's. Unpacking it. Seeing if, well, Rob, you know, I might be on a completely different planet and you, might, you guys might be bringing me back to earth and going, oh, well, maybe I'm, I'm being too, too out there. Or maybe you might go, yeah, actually, we need to do this. I don't know. I don't come with a preconceived outcome. I just have a prompting that we need to be more relevant in our community and we need to and the feedback I get from Facebook and from other people is that we are a club. St Linus is a club and unless you're part of this club you can't fit in. St Matthew's is a club and unless you fit into that club you can't fit in. So how do we break those how do we break that mentality down for the people that surround us? That's going to be part of that identity. That's going to be part of developing our identity so that we are more relevant. And we are people that are part of this parish, not just seen as a club that sits within the parish. The Lord be with you.